Hey, there is power in the ability to talk to God directly. Today, let's go over Bible verses talking about the power of prayer right here on the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast slash video, depending on where you're watching or listening to this today. Maybe you're live on Instagram. If you are, thank you for joining me today. So today we're talking about the power of prayer. Uh, so we're going to go through a, a handful of Bible verses discussing prayer and discussing what the Bible tells us what we should be praying for and how we should be praying. So we're going to start with that, uh, talk through it a little bit, uh, and then we'll I'll answer some questions at the end of uh, after at the end of our Bible reading today. So as I usually do, Bible verses. We're going to read some, talk about it, and then uh, I'll answer some questions at the end. So stay until the end. Uh, there's always some good questions from my followers on there. Those are always a lot of fun. So today we're talking about the power. <clears throat> excuse me, the power of prayer. We're going to start in First John five, uh, and we're going to be in. Let's see what verse we're in today. Uh, we're in verse fourteen. So First John five, uh, verse fourteen. So turn to that real quick. If you want to follow along, if not, if you just want to listen to me or watch, that is fine too. Uh, so let us start off in 1 John 5. Uh, we're going to back up into 13. I'm going to write the, read the first part of this segment here just to have some context, as I like to do. So 1 John 5, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 13, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you, we all know you have eternal life. Now, this is the verse that talks about prayer. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So let's talk about verse 14. Uh, we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. All right, that's the key. It's like God's will in our prayer uh, has to be there. Now, we can ask for anything. It doesn't mean that we're going to get it. Uh, but if our prayers align with what God has planned for us and His will, then the back half of that on verse 15, He will give us what we ask for. A lot of people miss that part of if we ask, whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. A lot of times, most people pray and pray and pray and wonder why they're not getting responses from God. Why they don't hear back from God. It feels like all they do is pray, send their prayers up, and nothing comes down. The key to having your prayers answered, and this is my own testimony here, is if you're praying for what God wills in your life. When your prayers align with His plan, miracles happen. That is for sure. So when you're praying today, whether it's you know, you're being thankful, asking for something, whatever that may be, when you're asking God to intervene in, in, your, in your life, pray for the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom of what His will is in your life. Just because you want it doesn't necessarily mean that you need it. So be careful what you pray for today. Uh, it's important to pray. It's important to talk to God. It's important to ask things from Him. Ask for guidance. Ask for strength. Ask for wisdom. But if, if you're asking for stuff and you're not getting answers, maybe you're asking for things that you want. Maybe you're asking for things that aren't part of what God's will and plan is for your life. Your prayers have to align with His will. So keep that in mind. A lot of people just ask for stuff like God's a genie. That's not what God is. God is there to guide us and to lead us through this life and bring us closer 
to Jesus and to help others get closer to Jesus. That's his will in our life, is love us and help us love others and guide us through this life. It's not for money or cars or houses or this, that, and the other. You got to fall in line with his obedience and his guidance on that. All right, cool. Let's slip, uh, flip over to Philippians. I say that every time whenever you go to Philippians. I don't know why. Uh, Philippians, which is one of uh, Paul's letters to the Church of Philippi. It's just a couple of books back uh, in his letters. That's fine. Philippians on my book, uh, in my Bible. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And in my Bible, it is page 1578 for in case you're lost in your Bible. I don't know what it is in yours. But right around that, uh, about four, four or five books behind where we just were in 1 John. All right, four, Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 7. I have mine highlighted in here. This is a very famous Bible verse. All right. And this is, there's some really impactful words in here that I want to digest. <clears throat> verse 6. Um, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. All right. Lots going on in the in a couple of uh, verses right here. Okay. First, Paul tells us to don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Love that line. Because we have all these worries and stresses in our heart and in our lives, things that we're going through. Should we worry about those things? Paul, Paul tells us not to worry about anything instead of pray about everything. So no prayer is too small for God. Nothing you're going through right now is something that you shouldn't pray about. You should pray about everything that's going on in your life, whatever stresses you have, whatever things you have going on, whatever desires you have in your life, you need to pray about everything and stop worrying about everything. Now, the second part is tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Thankfulness is a lost art in our world today, I believe. Too many times we pray to God and we ask Him for things. Ask, 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 ask. And we forget to thank Him for what he has already done in our lives and what he will do in our lives. I like to start my prayers with, you know, thanking God for three things before even asking him for one. So be thankful in your prayers today. Don't just ask him like I mentioned earlier. Don't just ask him about things like, uh, you know, being a genie for crying out loud. Now, what does Paul say here? If we, if we pray about everything, if we thank God for all he has done, what will happen? We will experience God's peace, which will exceed anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you thank God for everything He's done, and you focus on thanking Him, you will experience the peace that our heart so desires. It's nothing you can buy in this world there's nothing you can do in this world that's going to give you the peace that your heart is looking for. But when your prayer life aligns with God's will in your life, and you thank Him for everything you do, and you stop worrying, and you start praying about everything, then He's going to guard your heart and provide the peace through Jesus.
right. All right, let's uh, let's skip to uh, James. I love James. You guys uh, that follow me for a while know how much I love the book of James. So it's about uh, four or five books back. Uh, we're going to skip to James 5, 16. And mine's page 1650, but yours may be uh, a little bit off there, but just uh, a half a dozen or so uh, books uh, behind what we just read. All right. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each, I'm sorry, pray for each other so that you will be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, the reason why I wanted to read this one today specifically is the first thing. I love to confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So your prayer life is important for what you're going through. <clears throat> but as James is talking about right now, what about your friends? What about your circle? What about the people in your life? What do you need to do? According to the Bible, you need to confess your sins to each other. Be open and honest with your loved ones. You can't hide your sin. God sees, sees our sin in our heart and sees our actions, even if our friends and family don't. So don't be afraid to have that open relationship with your circle, with your friends, with your family, with the people that you're closest to. Confess your sins to each one, each one of them. And what happens? And what else do you need to do? Pray for each other so that you may be healed. So why is it important to confess your sins to your family and friends? Because the back half of the sentence. <laughs> Sorry for the long pause there. Because if we do that, then hopefully they will pray for each other so that we may be healed. It's important not only to pray for yourself, but to pray for people around you. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for your circle, as I call it. And they will return the favor. So God hears all of our prayers. So confess your sins. Don't be afraid to have those discussions, <clears throat> those tough discussions. We're all sinful. We're all fallen. We all fall short, okay? That's the honest truth. So when you talk to other people that love you, they're going to understand and relate to that because they fall short too. It works both ways. So pray for yourself. Pray for your friends, and they will pray for you. Awesome. All right, that's the third one. Uh, let's move to Matthew. <clears throat> Let's see where we're at. Matthew 26. Once again, we're bouncing around a little bit in the uh, the Old New Testament. We're gonna we're gonna go to um, some of the Gospels here. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew is the first Gospel. Uh, like I said, we're on 26. We're kind of the back half of it, back end of it, I guess. There's 28 books or chapters in Matthew, so we're gonna go to 26. And 41 is the Verse. Mine is page uh, 1295, in case you were wondering, in case you needed to find a, a judgment there, or a roughly uh, area where Matthew was. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this is in Matthew. That uh, the James verse was 516 for those, for somebody who just got, who just asked live. So Matthew 2641. Um, all right. Uh, All 
We're going to read 42 just to give some context, okay? Uh, So Matthew 26, verse 40, Then he returned to the disciples, talking about Jesus, and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even for one hour? Keep watch and pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. All right, so this Jesus comes and talks to Peter and says, Hey, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray. So you will not give in to temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Ooh, that is a, uh, you know, isn't that the truth that Jesus is telling us right there? So if you were, if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit guiding you, and the Spirit is willing. But the body is weak. It, to- it goes to show that our souls, our, 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 our spirits, inside of us that will live forever is always willing to be with Jesus, to walk with Jesus, to be willing to take watch with Jesus. But the body is weak. All of our sin that we perform, I guess, or do on a daily basis, at least it feels in my mind, in my world, it's every single day we're battling the devil and battling sin. The body is so weak. The spirit is strong. So put your faith in Jesus. Put your faith in the Holy Spirit leading you to the good deeds and the good works and the good decisions that you need to have. Because if if you leave it up to us, we will fail every single time because the body is weak. So don't be too hard on yourself when you kind of fall and you sin a little bit. It's not okay. It's not pleasing to God. But we're weak. Our body is weak. We cannot do this all alone. We need the Holy Spirit to help guide us through this life. Okay, let's do uh, one more. Um, one more. I wasn't going to do five, but let's do one more. We'll do uh, Romans 12, 12, which is one of my favorites. So this is another um, letter from Paul. We're going to do 12, 12. Mine's about 1,500, page 1,500. So flipped over to 12, 12 in the book of Romans, and we'll read one more because I love it. It's a good one. It's a good one to end on. Then we'll switch over to questions, okay, guys? All right, Romans 12, 12. We'll back up to 11, okay? Never be lazy, (laughs) which is great advice, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Verse 12, rejoice in our confident Hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. So verse 12 is what I want to talk about. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. So if you're going through a a time of your life that you're going through some struggles and you keep praying, it just doesn't feel like you're going to get through it. What does Paul tell us to do here? Be patient with the trouble. Be patient in your circumstance. Be patient with the Lord. And keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. The Bible says it many times, talking about prayer and just constantly being in prayer. So if you're going through something right now, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know how what kind of troubles you're facing right now. But keep on praying. I promise you, God is listening. 
And when your prayers align, along, align with his will, I promise he will get you out of your current circumstance. Maybe he's using this circumstance to change you. That's the old saying that we say here, I've said here before on my social channels. Sometimes God uses situations. He doesn't change the situation. He changes us. So have patience with God and trust in him, but keep on praying. And pray for the deliverance out of your situation that you're in now. Don't pray for things that you want. Pray for what you really, truly need. And what that is, is to get closer to Jesus Christ. And get through this life, knowing that the next one will be better. I promise. All right, let's have a sip of coffee, and we'll we'll take a couple of questions and switch it up a little bit. Uh, thanks for joining me on that. That's the power of prayer. Lots of good verses. I have a whole list on the website, livingchristian.org, that if you want to know what this uh, these verses were, or some other ones talking about the power of prayer, just go to livingchristian.org, and there's a Bible verse area there, and there's a, there's a whole list of uh, Bible verses talking about prayer. Okay? All right, uh, let's see. What questions do we have? So if you're live here, make sure you ask your question on the bottom of the screen, and I will read a few. Uh, we'll let those come in for a second. And uh, if you miss any part of these broadcasts or these episodes, make sure you check them out on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, all over the place. Uh, if you want to watch for whatever reason, uh, that's fine. Uh, I like the videos as well myself. Uh, I like to watch YouTube videos uh, even more than podcasts at times. But So I do. I go back and forth. But if you want to watch, you want to see this uh, kind of ugly mug, check it out on YouTube uh, if you're not watching that right now. But uh, all the previous episodes are up on the YouTube channel, okay? All right, let's sit uh, a couple of questions here. Um, ooh, lots of good questions here. All right. Please pray for my auntie as she is suffering from cancer. We are definitely keeping your aunt in our prayers. All right. What did I do for our anniversary? Uh, thanks for remembering. Yeah, it was our anniversary uh, on Friday, which is kind of weird because we got married on Mother's Day weekend. So here in the United States, it's also Mother's Day. Uh, so it's pretty easy to remember my anniversary because uh, every year it falls on that weekend. Uh, so this uh, weekend, it was this past Friday. Uh, it was our 22nd anniversary. Uh, you know what? Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. We both went to work and we did our thing. And then, uh, but for the first time in a while, me, my wife, and my my two uh, my two teenage daughters, I guess one of them is 20, uh, we went out to dinner. I had a nice fancy dinner. Usually we go just my wife and I, but this time we wanted to go as a family. My uh, my daughter that's in college was in town for the weekend, uh, so we took advantage of that and had a nice family dinner uh, out at a, a nice place that we like uh, about uh, you know 20 minutes away. Uh, so we had a nice dinner, and that was it. That was uh, It was about as good as I could get, to be honest with you. Just uh, the four of us having dinner and talking with our phones, uh, you know, down and not, uh, not looking at our screens all the time and just having a nice family, you know, hour and a half of, uh, discussion and eating, uh, good food and, uh, talking. So, you know, uh, being married 22 years, uh, is a, certainly a blessing from God, but, uh, the even more blessing from God is my, my two children. Uh, so for the four of us to be together is really what the anniversary is about, uh, because, uh, God put us together, and we were able to uh, share our life together. We had these two amazing uh, daughters, so I just uh, I'm just so thankful for them. Um, and it, it couldn't have gotten any better, to be honest with you. That was the, it was the perfect anniversary. Thank you for asking. Uh, what Bible version do you read from? 
this is the New Living Translation. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, I'm holding up my Bible. It's the Everyman's Bible, New Living Translation. Uh, I have this, uh, I think, yeah, if you go to the, my website, livingchristian.org, there's a little graphic there that says my Amazon favorites. And uh, if you go to there, it goes to some stuff that I like on Amazon. Just, uh, it's just to keep for me to keep track of things. But there's a Bible section. So if you're looking for a Bible, I actually have this one saved there because I've gotten so many questions. So if uh, you or um, if you're a guy watching this or listening to this or, or uh, you have a, a, guy, a guy in your life that uh, needs that, it's a great Bible. Uh, it, uh, I like it because it has footnotes and different things, talking about being a father, <clears throat> talking about being a good husband, and has a, relate to it. So I like that. But New Living Translation is the one I have. I've got tons of different Bibles. If you're watching this, uh, live over here, and you can't see it off screen, uh, but I've got tons of Bibles, different versions, but that's the one uh, I kind of go to on a daily basis. I've had it for years. All right, let's see what other questions we have, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, how do I confess my sins to someone who's not saved? All right, Nico. So this is going back to the ver uh, the Bible verse that we just read about, talking about confessing your sins to each other and also praying for your friends. Now, saying that, uh, you know, should you or can you confess your sins to somebody who is not saved? The Bible isn't descriptively perfect on that. It doesn't say you can or you can't. Now, what I will say is um, communication is the key to any relationship. So if you have a friend uh, or a loved one who's not saved and you confess yourself to them and you talk to them, and that leads into a conversation about being saved, about Jesus, about the, the Bible verse we just read, then absolutely you should have that conversation with a friend. I don't hide my faith from my friends who aren't saved. Sometimes you don't know whether they're saved or not. You don't know what's in their heart. You don't know where they're at. <clears throat> but never be afraid to share the gospel. Never be afraid to talk about Jesus. Never be afraid to talk about your life and how it relates and how you're saved by Jesus. So yes, I would say... Confess your sins to your friends that aren't saved or your family that aren't saved. If anything, it'll lead to a conversation that may be a tough one, but it'll lead to a conversation that they need to have. Okay? Uh, all right. One more question, then we'll get on out of here. Uh, people say, why pray when God is all-knowing? What is your opinion on this? Great question. God is all-knowing. Why pray? <clears throat> that's that's the um, weird argument that um, that Christians have been having forever. If God is all knowing, if God's got a plan, then why pray? Why not just let God do whatever He wants you to do, right? Uh, I look at it this way, and, and and this is you've you guys have followed me for a while. I've heard my football analogies. Unfortunately, whether that makes sense or not, American football analogies talking about God knows. The plays I'm going to run, God knows in the score of the end of the game. So why am I running plays? Why am I trying to make decisions? Why am I asking God for guidance as I'm playing the game? Because we have free will. That's how I look at it. Is God all-knowing? Yes. Does God guide us in our lives? Yes. We do have the ability to make the wrong decision. We have free will to make the wrong decision. God doesn't want us to make the right decision, or the wrong decision, excuse me. He wants us to make the right decision. 
So we have to ask him for guidance. We have to talk to him. We have to thank him. I would say the most important reason why you should pray, even though God is all-knowing, my humble opinion, is the relationship that you need to foster with God. Guys, if you've been a follower of mine, you know I'm big on communication. You know that I've said, if you, maybe you haven't, but I always say that communication is the key to any relationship. I've been married 22 years, or we just talked about on our anniversary, and the reason why our marriage has lasted, I believe, is because we talk constantly. We enjoy each other's discussions and our presence, and we're best friends, and we talk through our issues, good and bad. Right? So how can you have a proper relationship with God if you're not communicating with God? Yes, he's all-knowing. Yes, he's omniscient. Yes, he is all-powerful. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to talk to you. Keep praying. Fostering that relationship. How can you feel close to God? How can you feel like you can do God's will if you're not even willing to pray and talk to him about your day and ask him for things and thank him for what he's done in your life? Regardless of whether he knows what's going to happen next or what he knows what's going to happen right now, you got to foster that relationship, okay? You got to work on it. You got to talk to each other. How can you expect God to intervene in your life and talk to you if you're not even willing to talk to Him? That's how I look at it. So, regardless if God is omniscient, all knowing, He knows what I'm doing, He knows what my next move is, but He also, we need to foster that relationship. So, He knows what's happening. But help, let, pray for guidance in this life so we make the right decisions. But more importantly, pray because you want to foster that relationship with God. We need to talk to God and have a, that relationship with Jesus as a best friend. He's there for us. He's done everything for us. The least we can do is thank Him and talk to Him about what's going on in our life, even though He knows. I know what's happening in my kids' lives for the most part. But man, it's so nice when, like we sat down at the table on Friday night, as we just talked about with my anniversary, and the, and the girls are telling us what's going on. And my oldest is talking about college. Now she's wrapping up and starting nursing school next week. And my youngest is graduating high school here in a couple of weeks. And we're talking, I know those things are happening. Man, it's nice to hear. Them. It's nice to talk to them. It's nice for them to want to share that part of their life with me. God probably feels the same way. He wants to hear from us. He loves to hear from us. So keep praying. All right, let's have a sip of coffee and then we'll uh, say a quick prayer to end our session on prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you first and foremost for A, bringing us together today. Everybody that watches and listens, listens to this, we are trying hard to share, obey, and pray as much as we can, Lord. So I'm thanking you for this community. I'm thanking you for bringing us together. I'm thanking you for the Bible verses that you put on my heart today that we can talk to each other and share with each other. I'm thankful that so many thousands of years ago, you've guided the writers of the Bible to put this thing together so we know that it's the Word of God and we can live our lives through the words that you gave us. I'm so thankful for that, Lord thankful for everything that you do in our lives. I'm thankful for the guidance that you provide, the strength to get through problems and struggles, and the wisdom we learn from those struggles and problems, Lord. 
I don't always say it, but I'm very, very thankful. Please be with everybody watching this or listening to this today. May you guide them in their lives. May you give them the strength to get through the struggles. May you give them and provide them the wisdom from those situations. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see each other on Friday. We'll do another episode. Until uh, next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys.